5: and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern.
6: People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels.
5: Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Hope all of you are having a fantastic Tuesday. I hope you had a good Columbus Day, a.k.a. Indigenous Peoples Day, as the Joe Biden administration let us know. The indigenous people obviously clamoring for a day for a long time now. We got a bunch of different stories. I know Buck Sexton held down the ship yesterday airline pilots at Southwest continue to become the most public opponents of the idea of mandatory vaccinations. We've got John Gruden, who is a head coach at the Oakland Raiders, out at the uh, as a head coach for much of uh, the emails that have been years old that were uncovered as part of an investigation in the NFL that did not involve John Gruden. I'm actually curious if we can come up with a theme or idea that makes sense going forward when it comes to cancel culture, vaccine mandates under siege. Dr. Fauci has come out and said, I know that a little over a week ago I said you may not be able to spend Christmas with your families." But now I want all of you to know it's okay to go out and trick-or-treat. I know my family was very excited, particularly my kids, to get Dr. Fauci's blessing that they can walk around and trick-or-treat. Uh, we got the potential next governor of the state of Virginia, uh, Governor potentially Youngkin, who is going to be on with us at one thirty Eastern. And we got uh, MSNBC and CNN Insanity over whether people like Van Jones and Sage Steele, even though they may be black, may or may not be black voices, all of this coming together in a crescendo of idiocy. Buck, what I would say I am proud of as I sit here in L.A. Thank you for holding down the ship yesterday as I was traveling and running around. I managed to walk into a local coffee shop in L.A. yesterday, Buck, and get a coffee without wearing a mask, and I felt like. A monster rebel. I was the only person in the whole place who was doing it, but I took it as some small measure of vindication.
7: I think Governor Gavin Newsom probably has the California state troopers with an all searching for me bulletin trying to find you. They got a bolo of be on the lookout (laughs) for Travis (laughs) after your super spreader event in the Starbucks. Of course, you know, I'll tell you, even here in New York over the weekend, I went into the coffee shop on my corner and I, I might have mentioned this before on the show. When I tell you they have a, a reading section because it's that kind of a coffee shop. Oh yeah. And the books are, and I'm not. It's White Fragility. It's Michelle Obama's memoir. It's a whole bunch of books about how to like be an anti-racist. The, 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 how to be an anti-racist. Oh. Books about you know white privilege and white you know uh, white nationalism as the greatest threat. All this stuff. And so it's a very mask heavy crowd. You know, a lot of masks generally. Oh, yeah. I went there on Sunday. I don't know what was going on. Line of 20 people to get their oat milk. By the way, when did we decide that the juice of oats is now milk? I am (laughs) not supposed
4: to be healthier. I don't know. Is that the idea? I don't
7: know. I mean, people say it is. I will tell you, I think it probably tastes a little better than almond milk. So I guess we're going to lose out on that almond milk sponsor we were going to have. But usually there's this is a place where there's a lot of masks, not a mask in the whole not, not sitting down, not in line, nowhere. Except the uh, the staff, they're all masked up. And I wonder when people are going to just this this thing about the staff having to wear masks at different places and establishments. It feels it feels wrong to me because I'm sorry, I don't believe that these are people who are doing it because they want to. Yes. I think they're being mandated to. And I think the work from home, MSNBC watching Uber Eats crowd is all too happy to have their food delivered to them by people who are covering covering up their dirty germs.
4: It's a caste system in play. I don't think there's any doubt right now as it pertains to masks. All right, but this John Gruden story, one of my big theories and ideas has been that over the last decade and I'm curious if you agree with me we have moved primarily from punishing actions to punishing words instead and I think that's directly correlated with the rise of social media which at least in the Twitter sphere where the blue check brigade hangs out makes words a premium and that was certainly the case with uh, Donald Trump where every time he sent a tweet, people would run around like they they were on fire reacting to his tweet, his words. And so I want to ask you this question. There are no emails from John Gruden that are inappropriate, that are allegedly homophobic, racist, sexist. If you don't know this story, they were investigating the... Formerly named Washington Redskins football team for uh, issues related to uh, the the management, how they treated cheerleaders, how they treated different employees. And so 650,000 emails were uncovered as a part of this discovery process. And John Gruden was found to have used gay slurs in emails and to have allegedly used racist language to describe a black NFL Players Association. He called uh, the commissioner of the NFL, Roger Goodell, a gay slur in an email. All of this came out through discovery, not because John Gruden was being investigated. And he resigned late last night as the head coach of the Oakland Raiders. Uh, John Gruden, formerly Monday Night Football analyst, one of, Buck, probably the five or six people that is most famous in the NFL for being a coach and a prognosticator, not just one or the other. So this is a big-time, luminescent star in the NFL landscape. And I was thinking, I've I've been making this argument, but I'm curious what you think about it. John Gruden gets a DUI or two DUIs, is arrested for domestic assault, potentially, I think he might keep his job with no issues.
7: Well, yeah. Yet isn't that isn't the that the emails?
4: Standard? That's the standard we've set on NFL? words versus actions,
7: right? Yeah, I mean, there are people in the NFL who is, I mean, you know a lot more about some of the backgrounds of the players than I do, but people have uh, stabbed individuals. They have beaten wives and girlfriends. They have engaged yes. in felonious conduct, and and they keep their jobs. And it seems to me... That in in this instance, first of all, what was it? I saw a hundred million dollar contract over ten years for Gruden to be the coach of the Raiders, which that's right. That's that's uh that's a that's l- not
4: that's not chicken feed.
7: Yeah, that, that's a lot of money to throw at somebody, and for him to lose his job based on things that he said that were, or I should say, wrote that he believed to be private. Now, some of those things were obviously in very up bad... to
4: up to, by the way, Buck, a decade ago. Yeah, some of those emails as far back as a decade ago.
7: I mean, some of them were obviously in very. Bad taste. Also, language ha- has evolved. I mean, depending on what we're talking about here, I believe there were some words in there that were considered misogynistic that um, I-, I think everybody would probably know that football players certainly have <laughs> used that word to describe each other and stuff. You know, it's, yes. So there, there's different, I think, gradations of seriousness of of what the uh, the different terms used here are. But what really is – so So the victory is, is supposed to be what? what? What is the example we're supposed to take? If you ever write or text anything to anyone that is on uh, PC or over the line, by the way, and some of the stuff is, is, is clearly over the line, but if you ever do that and it 10 years later comes out, you lose your job, you get fired. Is I think
4: that, that's the question. I think that's such that an interesting question. Standard. Right? And the NFL has got a – inconsistent standard here buck because they just brought in a series of rappers to perform at this year's Super Bowl show and every single rapper that will be performing among them I think Eminem, Dr. Dre, Snoop. I like a lot of these guys, right? I I I may be a rarity in our audience in that uh, I don't know if you liked I particularly like 1990s era rap, early 2000s. Uh did you were you like an we're Eminem fan?
7: Is, I I tell people this in New York City you know, and I went to Catholic school here in the city. Every dance you went to, every school dance yes. from 1996 to 2000, it was Biggie, Nas, yes. Tupac, yes. constantly. I mean, Jay-Z, this is, yes. this is, this was the soundtrack of life in cities for those, you know, in those mid to late nineties, that's what everybody was listening to. So So
4: I, so I liked all that music. Like I understand people out there, like I hate rap music. Like I understand everybody doesn't like the same music. I'm like you, Buck. I grew up with it all. So I think this all ties in so interestingly to the modern cancel culture and how it is applied because every one of those rappers, certainly a decade ago, And many of them more recently than a decade ago have flagrantly homophobic lyrics, have flagrantly misogynistic lyrics inside of their rap songs. Yet the NFL is going to put them on their signature event in front of over 100 million people and say, hey, you are as good of an entertainer as there is. We're giving you the NFL stamp of approval, which is what the Super Bowl is right when you get the opportunity to perform so how does the NFL and this is the question that I think media buck if they were doing their job if they were actually speaking truth to power the commissioner of the NFL Roger Goodell would be asked why is it not allowable for John Gruden to coach in your league because he used inappropriate language up to a decade ago but it's okay to for you to bring in many rappers who are going to perform with the impromptu of the NFL in front of 100 million people. And by the way, unlike Gruden, who whether you agree or disagree with what he said, he was saying it privately in an email. These rap lyrics are broadcast worldwide for everybody to hear in a public spectacle. Clay, and so I think that's a really interesting question that
7: well, we really we know how goes it's going to, to play the out. Of, I mean, it's a question that we know the answer to. And the oh, yeah, answer well, is that Gruden is toast and that other people will get away with what they the said in the past. Yeah, the standards cancel culture will,
4: aren't evenly applied in any stretch of the imagination.
7: Right. Well, we need to understand, though, or rather what we need to have a fuller understanding of, I think. Is that this is part of cancel culture. This is actually not, this is not something that they run away from. They believe in different standards for different people because they believe in uh they Identity believe politics in hierarchies in of power. And so because there are people who inherently fall somewhere in the hierarchy based upon immutable characteristics or however it is that they set up what is essentially a either gender or racial Marxism, or it comes from a, a Marxist urge. Uh, that's how they view it. So they actually view double standards as what they're trying to accomplish. We say, hold on, this is unfair. They say, well, of yes. course, of course, it's unfair. And we have the power, we being the leftists in this case, to institute it as we see fit. So while, you know, Gruden, I mean, I will say you got to know you're you're a guy at that that kind of high profile. And I know you say some of this was 10 years ago, you know, put this stuff in an email You know, you put it, you write it down and you never know. I get it.
4: Look, and, and Buck, the other thing I would say is right now, to your point on players who are eligible, Deshaun Watson, who is a quarterback for the Houston Texans, has been accused of sexual assault by 24 different women, 24, not one, not two, 24. He's eligible to play right now in the NFL. He's accepting and getting his full salary and John Gruden now is not eligible to coach. One guy has been accused of sexually assaulting 24 different women. The other guy was a former coach of the Oakland Raiders. One sent an email. The other one has some pretty significant accusations out there.
7: When wokeness is involved, there's no presumption of innocence. As you know, that's how they do it. That's always the way the left
4: does And so uh, the question I have for you two going forward, and this is probably a good question we could have some people weigh in on, 1-800-282-2882, Should there be a statute of limitations in general on how far back you can go to decide to try to cancel someone, right? Like when I see that it's an 11-year-old or 10-year-old email, I'm like, what is the standard for cancellation? If we were just trying to be fair, right, and you were going to say, okay, society evolves, people evolve, everything else, wouldn't most people think it was crazy that a 10-year-old
7: email would yeah. cause you your job. You're asking a movement and an ideology to be reasonable that is rooted in the rejection oh, of reason. I'm and just facts saying. And for, logic, I'm just right, saying so.
4: for for our purposes. For like, nor- you mean right? for like everyday for folks? people, like there's statute of limitations on like lawsuits, right? If you, uh, you know, if you are accusing someone of. I don't know, uh, uh, a, uh, a civil violation. It might be two years. It might be three years, whatever it is, because things change and because memories fade and everything else. And we don't think people should be held hostage forever. But in the meantime, I'm curious what the answer is here. We can save you $50 or more off your cell phone bill. That is a big difference right now with inflation skyrocketing and the average American family having to pay almost $200 more for basic necessities. It's a super easy move. I've already done it. Whether you have Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile, you can switch to Pure Talk. Exact same 5G network, exact same towers, and you'll pay a lot less. In fact, Pure Talk saves the average family over $800 a year, Buck. That is a big difference in this era where everybody is trying to stretch their budget because of the rise of inflation. And switching is super easy. You get to keep your same number and your same phone. My 13-year-old has a Pure Talk phone. These guys have come to my house I trust them to take care of my family. You can trust them to take care of yours. Buck, you have a Pure Talk phone. How can people get their own service through Pure Talk?
7: Pure Talk has a 30-day risk-free guarantee. So you literally have nothing to lose. From your cell phone, dial pound 250 and say Pure Talk. You'll save 50% off your first month. That's pound 250. Say Pure Talk. Again, you can save 50% off your first month and you have a 30-day Risk-free guarantee. So right now, from your cell phone, dial pound 250 and say Pure Talk.
0: Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast.
5: Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: I've heard from fellow pilots all over, uh, from all airlines, and it's a lot of us are facing the same situation. But this goes far beyond the pilots because it's not just airline pilots. Sure there's airline pilots speaking out and you're seeing it kind of in the forefront of news, but it's the flight attendants, it's the ground personnel, it's everyone who works for these major airline corporations. My health and, and my medical choice is, is a, more important to me than my career at this point. And I believe standing up for this and all the Americans who feel the same way as I do is, is my career is a small sacrifice
7: Welcome back to Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. There you had an airline pilot talking about why he is making the decision to not show up and essentially have a sick out strike. Now that it's not officially a strike because there are union rules, there are laws actually that prevent pilots from doing it. So we know it's not officially a strike, but is it a de facto collective action? Uh, Clay, we got to drill it, drill down into this. Yeah, um, and I'm, if there are any pilots out there who can you know you can call in you can say your name is bob you know whatever you don't have to give us your name but if there are pilots out there and you know obviously we only want people who really are pilots um or or anybody who's part of the airline who's been staying out of this stuff please call us 800-282-2882 i mean staying out of work so that the uh they shut down southwest flights for a day or two because clay right now the ceo is saying no it's just you know some mess ups you buying it
4: (laughs) no and first of all let me say this we want to hear from pilots 1-800-282-2882 uh you can be anonymous we're not asking you to say hey i I'm a, I'm a you know give us your name and your badge number or something for southwest but let me say this um i am uh, i fly southwest everywhere buck because i live in nashville and southwest is the primary airline that has serviced nashville for basically the last 20 years and so Uh, I I am on their airplanes all the time. And I understand the frustration that comes when your flights are getting canceled. But I have to tell you, I support these pilots as much as you can support anyone for standing up to this COVID vaccine mandate. It is a phenomenal decision we want to hear from you guys going forward uh, here for what they are being able to accomplish. In the meantime, I also want to tell you, We want to make sure that you save a bundle on your mortgage. You can call American Financing at 800-777-8109. That's 800-777-8109. Or visit AmericanFinancing.net. NMLS 182334 get hooked up today the lowest rates that have ever existed all we need you to do is call it's simple you can save a thousand dollars a month twelve thousand dollars a year or more for your family call American Financing right now 800 777 8109 bucks done it I have too. 800 777 8109 Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us as we roll through the Tuesday edition of the program. We are balancing out the uh, width of the country here, Buck in New York City. I am out in Los Angeles, and there are a lot of airline pilots in between all of these different points in our country that are standing up against the concept of COVID vaccine mandates and we opened up the phone lines, Buck, um, and said we just want airline pilots to call in, particularly Southwest, and explain to us exactly what is going on here. The phone number, as always, one 2882 And Buck, you've got the screener up in front of you. I think we have a lot of pilots who have called and want to weigh in on this. We s- this do story. have
7: we have some pilots. We have some folks who also want to weigh in on some of uh, some of our thoughts here on the Gruden case and what's going on there. Let's first get to our pilots, though, because we asked for them. Steve, down in Florida, an American Airlines pilot. What's up, Steve?
3: Hey, good afternoon, Clay and Buck. How are you guys doing? We're good, sir. What's on your mind? Hey, well, I just got back off a four-day trip with uh, American Airlines, and uh, a lot of us are discussing what's going on in the cockpit. We've got quite a bit of time up there. Uh, Having said that, I have recently sent about 10... Emails to our CEO Doug Parker, to the uh, Robert Isom, to Kimble Stone, to Chip Long, to our leadership in Miami, and I've gotten uh, crickets pretty much. I had one little three-liner saying, "You know, thank you for your great work and for taking care of our customers." But uh, I think what it boils down to the majority of pilots in American Airlines is the fact that a lot of us have had that virus. I had it back in April. I gave it to my wife and my daughter, and since then. Well, since the beginning of it all, I've done a lot of reading. I'm military. I had anthrax shoved into my veins, and now I definitely have these antibodies. And I just think it's ridiculous and a tyrannical overreach of the government.
7: So, so Steve, I I got I got to ask you: Do you and and do you believe? I mean, and if you want to give us a probability, that's fine. The explanation you're with American Airlines. The explanation you've heard. Given by, and I you mean, know, we mentioned it here on the air. The Southwest Airlines CEO has come out and said, "Oh, it wasn't anyone staying out for any reason about the vaccine mandate. It was because of air traffic control issues in Florida or or something." Do Do you buy that at all? Is that even vaguely possible in your mind? Or you, where where are you in your confidence level about what happened over the weekend to Southwest?
3: I'm going to give a couple of my Southwest pilot friends a phone call. But having heard the news report saying that was a Jacksonville air traffic control that shut down an entire sector of Southwest flying, that sounds highly improbable. I know that with this lawsuit that Southwest is going forward, it's highly probable that they're doing a little bit more maneuvering with their schedule. And really, according to the federal aviation regulations, we're not allowed to go to work if we're not 100 percent fit for duty. So I'm finding myself less fit for duty psychologically because of all this garbage that's being thrown at us. What
4: will you do, by why. the way? We appreciate you calling. If you are mandated to have to get the vaccine and other pilots who I'm sure you're friends with that you have talked to, do you think it could become an issue for other airlines, these COVID vaccine mandates for pilots such, as, you, such as yourself? What choice will you make?
3: Uh, right now, I just got off the the phone about an hour ago with my union, saying that in light of the recent uh, Project Veritas uncovering that they've been using utilizing fetal parts in the testing and the administration of this vaccine, I'm going to apply for a religious exemption. I'm also weighing what I would do with my family and my my young daughter's four years old and my and my church because I think it's atrocious, and I'm hoping that Rick Scott continues with this legislation or. Uh, there's a lawsuit also going forward on Wednesday filed by some United pilots against this mandate. And uh, there's, there's, I think there's a lot going to happen. The fact that American airlines chose November 24th, the day before Thanksgiving to have everybody fully vaccinated is a slap in our face. And I, I, Mentally, I'm just By the way, thank, right thank you for the call. You, that could
4: be a disaster for air traffic, Buck. I didn't know the deadline there, but you know how crazy it is around the holidays anyway. Can you imagine if a huge number of airline pilots call out right in advance of Thanksgiving
7: for health-related reasons? Well, this is why I think you also might see the federal government, which... Still hasn't rolled out what the OSHA That's right. We still, seen it. we still don't really know. And Biden it's been over said a month since the was put in place. Everybody who has over 100 employees has to get the shot. But I also believe, especially if we see a surge in cases, if that actually happens uh, in the wintertime, and that's expected by a lot of folks, we've been talking about it, I think it's very likely that they will do the vaccine passport for interstate travel on planes and they're going to do it right before the holidays. You can already hear, you know, whether it's Dr. Wen or some of the others that are appearing on TV a lot saying, sorry, you have no right to travel. And this is about health and safety. So just think about the we have these issues, Clay, travel issues. We also have the supply chain issues coming to a head for this holiday season. This could be a really frustrating economically painful yes rage inducing uh because of all the bureaucracy and all the regulation and nonsense holiday at a time when the biden administration cannot afford the public to see just how incompetent and stupid they are beyond what they're already seeing john in key largo florida another major airline pilot john what's up john i guess he's not there sean in missouri Another pilot for another company. What's going on, Sean? What happened? Sean, you're talking to a lot of people on the radio, sir. What's on your mind? <laughs> can, can you hear me? Yeah, we got you. Hello. Okay, John, I'm not what's up. We went back to John. Okay.
8: Yeah, I'm John. John's here. Can you hear me? Yeah, we got you. Okay. Hey, the only th- I just want to let you know, yeah, I actually work for Delta Airlines. I'm a captain with them. And, um, uh, at Delta, we, the company decided that they're going to give us, uh, you're going to pay $200 each paycheck, uh, if you didn't get the vaccine, because it costs $50,000 per person once they get the, uh, once you get COVID. But, and, uh, but, <clears throat> So that was one way, and we have had a lot of pilots come over and get the vaccine because they don't want to pay four hundred dollars a month towards. You're talking the other, about insurance
4: uh, premium increase if you're not getting vaccinated.
8: Yeah, it's yeah, it's actually it's it's like a charge for it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So well, that worked uh, pretty well over a Delta, and uh, I have I have my vaccine. I was out for fifteen months because I have asthma. And so as soon as the vaccine was available, I went and got it, and then I went back to work.
4: Do you buy right Do you buy was- the
8: excuse? Sorry to cut you off, but you're a
4: pilot. When you okay. see Southwest having the issues that they're having and there are no major weather-related conditions of a substantial nature, do you think this is directly related to COVID vaccination issues with Southwest pilots?
8: Well, the president of their union said that it was not, that the sick leave is still the same. and hasn't gone up. I think it's a mismanagement on the, on the company. They just didn't uh, reroute correctly and all that. And it Thank wasn't you. Jacksonville that shut down because I flew yesterday.
7: Okay, so it's apparently, you know, so we have one pilot saying that it's major mismanagement. Look, I mean, Clay, I, you know, there's, there's some things that, when someone will talk about different functions of the government or they say that something happened over at the National Security Council or whatever, I, I can kind of say whether it's B.S. or not. I don't know about air traffic control stuff, but I do find this whole thing very, very suspicious that all of a sudden uh, there this, this comes up and you have just Southwest with 2,000 flights getting canceled over the weekend. It,
4: I, I, I want to hear from Southwest pilots. I know we got a bunch of pilots that wanted to weigh in. But there have to be anonymous Southwest pilots out there listening to us right now that can give us the real guts, the real the real juice here on what's yeah, going we on. to know. know we got tons of them
7: because, I mean, look, if for some reason it isn't what we thought, which was that this seemed to be a sick out situation, a collective action pilots who are saying enough is enough. And people say, how could they do that? Oh, it's pretty easy. A bunch of people decide they're going to text or email each other. It spreads from there and they decide they're going to stay home. It wouldn't be that hard to do. But if that's not what happened, uh, we need to know that, too, because people are looking at this saying, all right, this is the turning of the tide. The mandate's gone too far. Uh, If Southwest has ninety nine point five percent of their pilots vaccinated in the next few weeks, we're going to know that that's not what is going on. So I I, I do want to track this down. I mean, I'm still with you. It just doesn't add up to me. I don't I don't buy what the CEO is saying. But let's let's drill down into this and, and find out for sure. Sandra in Minnesota wrote to us admitting she doubted us at first, but no more. She'd been hearing about Relief Factor for a couple of years on the radio, including our own words about Relief Factor. So she finally decided to try it because nothing was helping her back pain. Her words, not mine, quote, I have experienced great relief from the constant lower pain in my back. I honestly doubted it would help, but with a three-week quick start, I decided to go for it. I'm glad I did. I feel like a new person. Now, she's referring to the three-week quick start program, which is what people at Relief Factor suggest is best for you to start with and clay what do people need to know about relief factor and how they can get their three-week quick start A quick start
4: well they need to know it's a hundred percent drug-free product which addresses joint pain knee hip back neck and shoulder pain also that your dad my wife are using this made a big difference for them and they are part of the hundreds of thousands of people who've ordered relief factor 70 percent of whom go on to order more you can join the more than half million people order the three-week quick start only nineteen ninety five Go to relieffactor.com or call 800 for relief to get the 1995 three week quick start developed specifically for you. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800 the number for relief. Relief factor, feel the difference.
0: Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality reality podcast.
5: Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.
7: Welcome back to the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton show. Coming up in the next hour, we will be talking to you about perhaps the most cringe-inducing video involving Kamala Harris to have ever made its way into the public domain, which is saying (laughs) a lot, I might add, but it is, it is wow, there are child actors involved, there's Oh, my gosh, look at the craters. Look at the craters. I'm like, who is that excited about craters on the moon? These kids have video games. These kids have seen much cooler stuff than the craters on the moon. Uh, if you don't know what I'm talking about, you will. You have to stick around. It's amazing how the media, I mean, the the, the top minds of, you know, lib propaganda and Democrat media are working to try to convince more people in America to like Kamala Harris. I mean, that's really what this is about. They're trying to make her a candidate that would actually be able to take over for Biden either in his next term, in their minds, don't start yelling at me about how Trump's going to win the next... I'm just saying, this is their strategy. Uh, and it did not work on this one. Also, we've got Texas Governor Greg Abbott stepping up and doing... Something that I believe I said should be done back in August, which is states taking action to defend against private vaccine mandates by companies because I knew they would use companies as a cat's paw against individuals. At least one governor listens. Yay. So that's good news. Jared in Alabama is a Southwest pilot. Exactly what we have been looking for to weigh in here. Jared, thanks for calling in.
9: Hey, thank you for having me. This is my uh, this is my EIB hat trick. I never I never thought I'd uh, have to, to do it, uh, spend it talking about this subject. But uh, glad to be here. Hey, I wanted to uh, point out a couple of things here because first off, let me get to right to the overall sentiment. You know, is this some sort of uh, uh, you know basically what? Yes, what you're seeing is true. This is you are seeing pushback. Don't doubt it for a second. So
7: there are Southwest pilots that are trying to push back against the mandate. You know this to be true.
9: Absolutely. But I also want to be perfectly accurate. There was no conspiratorial job action that has been discussed, initiated, voted on. Nothing like that whatsoever. What you're seeing is kind of a perfect influence of conditions coming together for a perfect storm. Yes, the airline did suffer a malady this last week with air traffic control, and we're not a traditional hub and spoke carrier. So for us, things reverberate in a different way, and unfortunately, it just happened to be a, a perfect sequence of events. But but with that combined, there are a considerable considerable amount of pilots that are not taking this vaccine. Uh, many of them are willing to uh, give their jobs away if they have to, especially the the, the more senior captains. Uh, I've flown with many lately that are willing to, to go, and what what's happening here is our sick time and all the benefits, a lot of stuff gets left on the table when you retire if you don't use it, so sort of out of a just-in-case mindset, they're starting to pick up trips, call in, and and, and, and uh, start kind of clawing into their time while they can and convert it to dollars while they still can, just in case this you know, this is not oak. And I think that when is the
4: dead? Sorry to, to cut too. you off. This is fascinating, Jared. Thanks for calling in. When is the deadline yeah. by which Southwest pilots would be required to be vaccinated? Is there one set yet? Yes.
9: And that in last week that came out and they are giving us the opportunity to file for religious or a medical exemption. They've sent out a form now, which is very uh, tedious. Um, but yes, yeah, there is a deadline to upload your covid vaccination card if you fail to do so and there's actually a, it's a, there's a couple of dates in there if you fail to do so it's going to ultimately initiate a process um, and you know my understanding of that process it's not hard and fast uh it's going to you know it's a couple of sit downs and reviews and they're going to keep give you all kinds of opportunities to uh at the last second so to speak take this thing and, and uh, end it based based um, on
4: your interaction yeah. with other pilots what percentage and i know it's just anecdotal but what percentage of pilots do you think are opposed to the vaccine mandate at southwest airlines i think
9: you're easily easily over uh, in, in terms of yeah i think you're well over 50 60 percent and keep in mind most of the ones I've, I've spoken to a lot of people that are vaccinated and there is, they don't care about vaccinated, not vaccinated, take it, don't take it. They care about the mandate. Right. Yeah, What's it's about the freedom
7: issue. We we we, we get you on that. Jared, thank you so much for calling in as a Southwest pilot. One more Southwest pilot before we got to come back and talk about the Texas anti-mandate mandate, which I love. Don't mess with Texas. Terry in Florida, another Southwest pilot. What's up? Hey, Quentin Buck. Uh, thanks for, for having me on,
10: and uh, thanks for your service to our, our country by talking about some of this stuff. Hey, I had to echo what uh, Jared had to say about that and add a little bit of uh, context to that so as you know huge impacts to the airline uh, industry southwest searching for new revenue opened up a bunch of new stations that kind of stretched our ne- network really thin and because of that and with people taking voluntary leave and retiring early uh and flight attendance, a multitude of factors rampers ops agents all of those factors kind of pilot and made the perfect storm um bunch of a uh, death by a thousand cuts basically so it's
7: multiple it factors happened. is that yeah. that's that this is the code so it's some people are staying out but there are stresses on the system so it's almost like there's some truth to both sides of this is that where we are
10: yes and i'm with him i'm actually seeking a religious exemption through southwest to try to keep a job there but uh i'm not going to get the vaccine just listened to a new england journal of medicine podcast last night came out for wednesday they have a weekly update anyway uh, they have more questions than answers about this thing. So,
7: thanks so much, Terry. Look, uh, Clay and I are going to
4: guys.
10: Yeah, we're, we're going to come invite.
7: back. I mean, this is what we. This is the great thing. It's because of the reach of the show. We can get you know, we could ask for you know, an expert in fifth century, uh, you know, Ptolemaic Egyptology or something, and we'd get somebody on in about thirty seconds. Um, we'll come back in just a moment here talking about the Texas anti-mandate mandate. Clay and I are going to be rocking with you. Stick around.
4: You're listening to Clay Travis and Buck Sexton on the EIB Network.
2: More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia
3: He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael.